When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. The Broncos coming after far. Throws it over the middle, intercepted in front. The first champion. Championship for John Elway and the Denver franchise. The crowd goes crazy. Jokic has a triple double. Intercepted by Colorado. Dion figures. Colorado has defeated Notre Dame 10 to 9. It's gone! Into the game. He just struck a dagger in the heart of the Detroit Red Wings. Spanning Colorado sports, college and pro, it's time for Clark and Company. Brought to you by Argonaut on behalf of the Other Side Academy Addiction Services with Michael Clark. National, regional, and local voices on Clark and Company are heard on the winnersandwiners.com hotline. And welcome. Good Saturday morning to you. We can open uh, each hour with a Broncos blast. In fact, we'll follow this first section with more Broncos talk with Mark Kisler and Jimmy Armstrong at 815. But we are Clark and Company. I am Michael Clark. Follow us on Twitter at Clark and Company. That's K-L-A-H-R. Company with a K, Clar and Company. Get our podcasts within minutes after the show ends. Michael Spillen does a great job putting them up. Uh, all your favorite uh, podcast platforms, uh, any way you like, uh, Clar and Company. And we will open this Broncos Blast and this show uh, with Ian St. Clair. Follow him at Ian St. Clair. Uh, also at Colorado, playcolorado.com. You can read him there. And at Mile High Report, the Broncos uh, fan website, where they do an awfully good job. And he is the host of the uh, Broncos Odds and End Zones podcast, among other things he does there. And good morning, Ian. 
Good morning, Michael. Hey, um, uh, you may have figured this out yourself, but I realized just recently why the Patriots didn't hire an offensive coordinator. They know Josh McDaniels. They know he'll fail. Josh will be back before they know it. And if it goes according to plan, it could be after this week. But, <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm totally on board with that. I, there's been this belief, especially with Adam Walnati, you mentioned our Broncos Odds and End Zone podcast. He has always been of the belief that Bill Belichick sent Josh McDaniels here to do nothing but uh, basically – put the Broncos in a spot where they were not successful anymore and um, then would go back to New England. If he's doing that with the Raiders, I'm all for it, but I don't think Mark Davis needs any help on that front. So, yeah, I'm I'm totally on board with your theory. <laughs> yeah, well, it, it's Raiders week, and we do have fun with that, and we know there, there were plenty of Raiders fans in this town. I don't know over the years with all the machinations uh, and, and not a lot of success lately, uh, including the Broncos fans, but, uh, you know, if, if there are as many Raider fans as there once were, uh, they were an attractive team to a lot of people in the 70s, 80s especially. Hey, um, there's so much good. You know, you were, you were very, you're, you're Mr. Positive about the Broncos and this season. And, and thank goodness they got a quarterback and a coach. And, uh, and there was a lot of good things about the 11-10 to 10 win over a talented 49ers team. I mean, for one thing, they beat a good team. They win it clutch play late. Russ takes over, Russell Wilson quarterback, showing mobility, creativity, however briefly, <laughs> making big plays uh, like the best quarterbacks, like Mahomes and Rodgers do. And that's the company he used to be considered in. Special teams with all the punting and everything. Might have won that game, if the way you look at it that way. The defense still looks awfully strong, um, holding a good opponent to 10, stopping what is considered the best running game in the NFL uh, and holding them to virtually nothing on the ground. Sertan, as you have insisted, good as any quarterback, cornerback, maybe good as any defensive player in the game. And they added uh, a, a game management guy in the booth and it, you know, it helps end all those useless penalties that were hamstring him. But imagine this. Imagine if they'd lost that game 11-10, or the 49ers had gotten into field goal territory, made a long field goal, and beaten the Broncos in the final minute 13-11. to The entire conversation in this town would be totally different over one point. <laughs> everybody would be screaming about what's wrong with this team. Instead, everybody's acting like the Broncos are on their way. I will say that you mentioned the way the defense is playing and keep in mind they're doing this without Justin Simmons. And I, there are people, especially the mile high report community and in Barclays country who say, well, they haven't played anyone offensively yet. Let's see what they do against a better offense. And they sometimes point to the Raiders. Well, I don't think the Raiders are that good offensively, especially since Hunter Winfrey is going to be out. And now it's just basically going to be Devontae Adams and Darren Waller. I, I think to, to bring on your point, I, I, I think I don't know if the expectations, even on my part, were too high going into this season on what the Broncos would look like with a new coach, with a new uh, offense, with all, all of it. And I, I, it's important to point out that when Aaron Rodgers in 2019 was in this same offense, he basically had the, the exact same statistics right, right. as Russell Wilson. 
And I just keep that in mind. And then once it starts to click, it starts to click. And there is no better remedy for, I don't want to say struggles. They, I think they did struggle against the 49ers, and that's a credit to the 49ers because that defense is really, really good. But against Seattle and Houston, they moved the ball. They just couldn't finish drives. Now I think the remedy for all of that, for them to put it all together, for, for Russell Wilson and the offense to look like you mentioned, it was vintage Russ on that game-winning drive. There's no better remedy for that than a horrible Raiders defense. And the Raiders defense is horrible. And even if Nate Hobbs plays, even if Rocky Sin plays, they're not going to be 100%. Russell Wilson, Nathaniel Hackett, and this offense need to take advantage of this Raiders defense. And, yes, they need to find a way to counter Max Crosby, who's basically the only thing they have on that defense. But the Broncos need to take advantage of this Raiders defense. And I think with Hunter Winfrey being out now, I think Cortland, or I'd call him, Pat, Pat Sertan is going to be matched up against Devontae Adams. He's going to be motivated. And he, when he goes against top-end receivers, he doesn't give up anything. Last year against uh, Jamar Chase, he didn't give Jamar Chase anything in that Bengals game. He didn't give anything to Tyreek Hill. So he's going to live up and match up what Devontae Adams brings and then Bradley Chubb and, and Randy Gregory have reincarnated the orange rush that I coined for Von Miller and Bradley Chubb when Chubb was drafted. So everything defensively is going well. Now it's just a matter of putting it together offensively. And there's no better remedy for that, as I said, than going against the Raiders' defense. <laughs> yeah, it should be a get-well game. In fact, uh, both teams may score a little bit more than the Broncos will be giving up. You never know. Um, you know, they certainly have a good running back as well and a, and a very solid NFL quarterback. Uh, and yet Josh McDaniels, the offensive genius, coming over there, uh, 19 points, 23 points, 22 points. Not much more, certainly more than the Broncos, who are scoring like 16 points a game. But uh, the Broncos defense, what, number two in the NFL on points per game uh, surrendered, looks good. But, you know, but my point, which you may or may not have heard, and I think you did, um, is that the entire tenor of the town, the mood, the conversation about the Broncos would be entirely different if they lost that game 11 to 10. The sky would be falling. Everyone would be panicking. Uh, Hackett would be, uh, everybody would want Hackett's job. It'd, it'd be a whole, a whole other story. But let's get to the Raiders game. Let's predict it, break it down. Uh, obviously, I think this is a good chance for the Broncos' offense to finally get some rhythm, make some things happen. You point out about the Raiders' defense being a big plus for the Broncos in this one. How do you see this one? I, I, I really do feel like uh, the Broncos' defense is going to shut down this Raiders' offense. I, there's, they're not going to do anything. They just shut down the best running game in the NFL. Josh Jacobs and the Raiders are not going to be able to run the football. The Raiders' offensive line is nowhere near as good as the San Francisco 49ers. I would put Derek Carr in the same boat as Jimmy Garoppolo in terms of how he plays quarterback. He makes mistakes when he gets pressured, and he is going to get pressured a lot. Randy Gregory is in the top five in pressure percentages through the first three games for all edge rushers in the National Football League. So Randy Gregory has just been incredible to start his Broncos career. So I think the defense is going to be there. I think the offense now is going to start to click. It's going to put together and build off what Russ and that, and the offense did on that game-winning drive. 
and start to start to click a little bit. And I, I think it's going to help to go against a bad defense, but it's a matter of putting it together now. And I think the, and the Broncos are going to be able to do that. Got a score for us? I would love nothing more <laughs> than for the Broncos to beat the Raiders 59-14. to 14. Because the last <laughs> time Josh McDaniels was a part of this rivalry, the Broncos got embarrassed, and they got humiliated by the then Oakland Raiders. Now, I don't think that would happen, but I would just absolutely love it. And then Mark Davis, the Lloyd Christmas haircut owner of the Raiders, would probably <laughs> have to fire Josh McDaniels, and he would go back to New England. I don't know if he would go that quickly, but a 59-14 loss at home would probably do it. But I think the Broncos do win it. I think they're going to win by double digits at least against this Raiders team, and they're going to get right heading into Thursday night football against the Colts. Very good. All right, 10 points or more, and they, and they are favored, uh, the Broncos' uh, underdog uh, underdogs in this game by two and a half. Is that correct? Yes. And right. I, for the life of me, I do not understand why they're an underdog. I, I don't know if it's because home field uh, the hype around the Raiders has continued, and this is like the last dying hope of the hype for the Raiders. That just makes no sense to me. But I think the Broncos not just cover, but they they went out right. Maybe because they're in Vegas, who sets a lot of these lines. <laughs> you know, there's the the, uh, the hometown uh, factor, uh, and the fact that zero and three teams don't usually go zero and four somehow. At, uh, at some point, you win a game in this league. We'll see what all that's about. Final question for you, our last 30 seconds, measuring Raider hate. It seems like Raider hate, because both teams haven't been really good lately, uh, is way down compared to the glory days. I, I did, For me, it's still as, as prescient and, and seething as it's always been. And it's because the Broncos haven't beat the Raiders in their home building since 2015. They've also lost four straight to the Raiders. So it, it, it's still there. It, it, my, my hate is that burns as hot as a billion seething suns uh, for this organization. <laughs> I hate everything about it. The logo, the colors, the players, the coaches, and especially the son of the owner. I, I mean, he, he may be incompetent, but he's still the owner of the Raiders. And and the and his choice of a head coach, <laughs> we got to got to throw yeah, that, that in, it, especially in Broncos country. Ian, we got to run. Ian St. Clair, PlayColorado dot com, Mile High Report, Broncos odds and end zones podcast. Thank you. We'll uh, see how your prediction turns out. Thanks, Michael. All right, Midwest One Bank's kicking it with Kiz, Mark Kiz, with Jimmy Armstrong next. We all debate when Kiz asks, on a scale of 1 to 10 on the panic meter, what's your level of concern for the Broncos' offense? You're listening to Clark and Company with Michael Clark, Saturday mornings at 8, presented by Argonaut, on behalf of the Other Side Academy Addiction Services. All guests on Clark and Company are heard on the winnersandwiners.com hotline.